podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Nina Casa Show. Just when I thought I was out with all the shitty results and all the horrible feelings and all the frustration, and Liverpool bounce back and get a couple of wins under their belt, sign a few centre-backs, guess what? They pulled me back in. What an absolute shocking result and performance. Back-to-back home losses for the Reds. Oh, is that Anfield now um, sort of wobbling? Is it still a fortress? What is going on? It is scary stuff. It ended 1-0 at, well, it ended 1-0 to Brighton at Anfield. Uh, disgraceful stuff. Absolutely disgraceful. Uh, I'm just tired. I think we're all tired. And joining me on this podcast, because, you know, they are going to carry me on this, let's be honest, it is my two jinxy winksies, Dave Horrocks and Sam Evans. You know what, Nina, the last time we were on, we gave you a little bit of stick about the whole jinx thing. <laughs> and as soon as I, I knew I was coming on tonight and I saw Kevin Friend fucking on uh, as the referee as well, I thought, oh, this isn't... This isn't <laughs> <well."> <laughs> oh, God. We're yeah. going to have to frigging laugh, aren't we? Otherwise, we'll just be really, really depressed. You know what? I, we've got a task now, Okay. It was awful. So, you know what, guys? Just get it off your chest. Um, but we're going to try being positive about it as well. I'm going to start with the positive first. Guys, Liverpool signed some centre-backs. Let's just talk about that real, real quickly. How how do you feel about that um, for Liverpool to kind of dive into transfer window and buy two players on the last day, a bit of drama for the Reds? But then, like, a few hours later to kind of share with the world that Matip looks like he's out all season. Yeah, that was that was funny, wasn't it? The way you know, don't get me wrong, I cried, um, yes! but <laughs> but um, it was funny how they basically bullshit to everyone because they initially said, "Oh, it might be a bad one for Matip," and then kind of Klopp said, "Oh no, it might not be as bad as first thought." Type they of knew thing. all along, you know. It they, reminds, of course they knew. Yeah, of course they knew. It reminds me of when they kind of extended Firmino's contract only for Buvak to leave. I mean, I know in the long run it worked out okay, but we were all devastated. That kind of effect in the same day it happened. Yeah, they, they knew that they don't want everyone to know that we're absolutely desperate for a centre-back because we'll get rinsed on the price we have to pay. So yeah. they, were try, they were trying to play down the severity of the Matip injury. And, you know, to be fair, we we've appear to have done some good business. You know, I'm not going to act like I'm an expert on either player that we've signed. So I'm not going to come on here and say it's fantastic players that we've signed but from what they're actually defenders and that's a good thing well yeah you know i think that's the key thing Uh, and it's we've been playing so many games without our midfielders playing midfield um you know that the mid it means that the defense is buggered and then it means the midfield isn't functioning correctly as well so you know that's two-thirds of the unit gone straight away you know so um, yeah, it, it's it's heartbreaking to be honest um, the way it's gone this season. But you know it is purely down to injury and down to lack of planning. But you know that there's positive signs in the fact that we finally got two centre backs in. The only concern is it it appears that it's probably a little bit too late. Hmm. What about you, um, uh, Dave? How do you feel about you know Liverpool actually you know last day of transfer? Um, the, the transfer window it was giving me Torres and Andy Carroll vibes. <laughs> oh, you stole my thunder there because it was like 
back to the old days, wasn't it, of sweating and, and uh, you know, wanting to do some business at, at the, on the very last day. And, and I remember on the actual day that we brought in Andy Carroll, I was quite delighted. That didn't now I to well. fucking cry. <laughs> I think it's because I love Torres so much. I think for me it's more because we're losing Torres that nothing yeah. nothing would make up for it. But yeah, carry on. But the fact that we, I mean, we were trying to get in, um, oh, what's the other guy, Botman as well. And, and it, we've been kind of, uh, we've been saying, haven't we, on this pod that, you know, why is there no movement at all? It, it just seems crazy to me. They've left it to the very, very last day. They can't, I mean, I think Davis was on the bench, wasn't he, tonight? But, you know, mm-hmm. come on. It, it doesn't, they need to bed into the squad. Klopp yes. very rarely throws them in. So it, it's, like you say, it's almost left it too late. But I kind of, I got fucking no work done at all <laughs> on the last day. Because uh, I was just glued on the Discord channel. I was like, what's going on? And flicking across the BBC, I've got Sky Sports News on as well. It was back to the old days, but I don't, I don't think that's a great thing. I, I just, I wish we could have moved a little bit earlier. Okay, fiscally, you know, it looks like great business. You know, we've we've got both the kids in on on good money, but you know, I, I just I look at the squad now. Obviously, you know, uh, Balak his international clearance didn't come through tonight, so we're still playing Henderson and Phillips tonight. And the squad just looks on its knees, you know, lack of ideas. So, so yeah, it's great. We've got two guys in, you know, we have been so fucking unlucky. I mean, all to have three out of the four, you know, senior centre-backs, and I'm including Fabinho in that, out injured for the season. And then I've, I've no idea when Fabinho is coming back. So, you know, that is pretty unlucky. And I think, you know... I, I was hoping tonight he'd actually throw Davis on and then just get Henderson further up the pitch because, to be honest, I, I feel like we could have played till midnight tonight and not scored. We just didn't really have that belief that we were going to score. And I thought moving Henderson up to midfield might have changed things up a bit. Yeah, I I have to I have to agree with you there. It was just not great. It was very, very... Um... It was awful. Let me be honest. It was absolutely awful. And um, let's kind of talk about that game now because we're going to have to go there. Uh, before the pod, Sam wanted to discuss Star Wars and give all these weird analogies and things. We had to pull him up on that. We have to talk about the game. Guys, talk to me about that because I feel like I've watched this game so many times. I was actually so like, I thought we turned the corner and I was feeling a little optimistic. And then that happens, you know? Uh, I, so many bizarre things. I mean, just talk to me about how you're feeling after that result because you know what are your final takeaways for me I've got two how on earth did Milner last a full 90 when he was playing like I thought he's had a hip replacement like he's on hip precautions (laughs) and literally my mum's got better movement than him right now and he looks so tired he just looks so tired and secondly Divock Origi I have no words <laughs> yeah, I I feel for Milner, right? Because I think he's been a bit of a catalyst for us in our last couple of matches to kind of get us backfiring again. I think he's worked his socks off. He just looks really tired, though. That, you know, I'm you know, I'll never yeah. ever question his ability or 
or his willingness or his um, commitment to a game. He's 35. He yeah. looked knackered. Exactly, yeah. So he, he's... And that's on the manager. That's not on the player. Yeah, I, I think he's been great recently, right? But is that something like four games in quick succession for him mm-hmm. now? And I I worried when I saw him on the starting lineup, And then I thought, well, one thing they can do is probably, a bit like West Ham, you know, get to about the hour mark and then bring on Curtis Jones yeah. for, for Milner and he'll kind of unlock the defence a bit and show a bit of class and, and open them up. And I don't know why he persisted with him. Um, regards to Dave Shout for just bringing in Ben Davis straight away today. It's a good shout. Um, in hindsight, I think it's probably a very good shout with the way the game went. But I think probably considering the fact that we played against a team of skyscrapers today and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> And and I think Klopp I think Klopp would have been worried. He doesn't want to bring someone in now from the championship, throw him straight in against a team like that today with such an aerial threat. You can you can break his confidence on day one and, and put him, you know, in a in a terrible, terrible position, you know? So I, I to be fair to Klopp, I think he was it was a, He came in a bit too late, unfortunately, and they're just giving him a bit of time to bed in. And, you know, once he's bedded in, then he can get running. I just think, you know, it's just come maybe a week too late to give him a chance. And I think, you know, he hasn't had a chance to adapt to the team or anything whatsoever. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, mate, we, we've had to do what we've done. And then the injuries we've got, as you said, are absolutely horrific. Obviously, Mane Jota missing from attack. Uh, Fabinho missing again is absolutely massive um, from midfield and defence. Henderson, you know, obviously we need him in midfield. It's not functioning correctly. But it it is just a kick in the balls today. I really feel like that because after the last two performances, we we looked like we'd sorted it and we looked like we were back. And then bang, as Nina said at the start, you know, they pull you back in. You know, hello darkness, my old friend. We're, we're we're back here again, aren't we? And it's um, and I just want to say before I get accused of being, you know, a bad sport or anything. Today, Brighton thoroughly deserved that win. They were by far the better side on the day today, and it just that is just not good enough for Liverpool at Anfield. And it's it's a weird thing where this is quite common where teams have gone an incredibly long unbeaten run. They tend to lose twice in quick succession after it. I don't know what it is. Um, once the, the, that kind of psychological barrier is out the way, the oppositions might see you know that we're not invincible anymore. And t- t- today, fair play to Brighton, they've capitalised. Yeah, they have. And you they... know what? I can so tell you were into your speech there, Sam, because Chase seventy three put his camera on again, and it didn't phase you at all. I I have seen Che. You're on the camera again, mate. Uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I, <Fair> enough. <laughs> Fuck you then. Uh, uh, no, but I I did notice he popped up on the camera, but um I I was used to it after last week, so uh, um I'm a pro at that now, uh, Nina. No problems. 
No problems whatsoever. You know what? This part, I don't really want to host. I just want to talk to my mates about a game that I'm a bit disappointed about. Dave, I'm, I'm going to come to you because, you know, you, you know, after a win, you sat there, you're talking about the goals. Like we saw some gorgeous goals against West Ham. You know, you, you, there's positives to take. And, you know, for me, there's a lot of, like, frustration. I know Sam kind of highlighted there that Brighton have had a really good game against us and stuff. But you know what? Brighton were like kind of like basically what Burnley are to Man City for us. They were kind of our whipping boys. And this season they've managed to draw because I'm pretty sure we run on the end of a bad decision again. Um, at, at, you know, at at the at the Amex, I'm sure we were. Yeah, they got yeah. a penalty or something, right? Yeah, it was that ridiculous like bringing well back back. You know, that's it. Yeah, and we've had so many bad decisions, but I, that's why I'm disgusted as well yeah but i think the template's set now this is how you set up against us Mm. um we've seen it time and again you know burnley's obviously fresh in the memory we had west brom as well i I think the team's just set up in exactly the same way they're like give us the ball you know let liverpool have the ball and then set up you know and then hit us on the break and we just have no idea how to break it down. It was actually Groundhog Day yesterday, the actual Groundhog Day, and it just, from about 10 minutes in, I'm thinking, I've seen this game before, and I know mm-hmm. I know how it ends. <laughs> and it was so frustrating, that, especially Curtis Jones. He basically got about 12 minutes at the end of the match, and you're thinking, that sort of player is who's going to potentially unlock the door. But, I mean, before that, he brings Origi and, and Ox on, and predictably, they do the square root of fuck all. So, you know, it's it's just very, very frustrating at the minute. Um, and I, I, I don't quite know what's going on, but we need some fresh ideas because at the minute, we just seem all out. And every team now coming to Anfield can study the last few games They've all set up in exactly the same way. Yeah, I do think that Brighton played better than the likes of Burnley. But you look at the winning goal. I mean, fuck me. It's just the way things are going. The guy doesn't even know about it. You know, it bounces off him into the goal. So it's just the way things are going against uh, against us as well at the moment. But we didn't deserve... I'm not sure we deserve to lose, but I don't think we deserve to win tonight. Yeah, uh, it's a bit of a meh kind of situation, isn't it? I mean, your neutral fans are absolutely buzzing at the fact that obviously Liverpool have lost the game again. And Brighton, I think over the weekend, I think it was Sunday, they beat Tottenham as well. So they were obviously on a bounce as well, you know, taking, you know, a big team, a Jose Mourinho team, you know, taking three points off them. So, you know, it's, I understand where their run of form has come from now because I have been watching a little bit of Brighton and, at the beginning of the season, they've played quite well, but been on the end of some bad results, you know, like losing games and like that United game, the Chelsea game at the beginning of the season. I thought they played really well. I just hate the fact that, you know, obviously, I, I just hate losing anyway, but it just kind of pisses me off. And you're right, the teams are kind of set up in a certain way to frustrate us. And the funny thing is, we've been suckered into it, Sam. We absolutely have, because we saw it again against West Ham. There were no stupid crosses. Guess what came back today? Aimless balls. Yeah, yeah I, that, that's the thing that's baffled me. I thought we got a mojo back the last two games. 
some of the attacking play has been excellent and it's just absolutely fallen to shit again today. And, you know, I know that this can happen when games come thick and fast. Um, that there can be a big drop off uh, from one game to the next, you know, phys- physicality and fatigue and things can finally catch up with teams. But, you know, th- there's absolutely no excuse today. Uh, as you said, guys, there seems to be a bit of a blueprint that opponents are now coming to Anfield with um, since um, Gravy Chin himself, Allardyce, <laughs> came came along and uh, got got a draw. And um, so since then, they, they seem to have been getting a bit of joy with it as well. And, you know, I, I agree with Dave. Obviously, their goal was incredibly lucky, but I disagree slightly. I think we deserve to lose that game today. We were that bad. I think... You know, um, I had a look at the XG earlier. I haven't got it to hand now, but um, we we lost on the XG to Brighton on our own patch. You know, this it's just not good enough. I'm afraid. You know, they they outplayed us today. You know, Burn. To be fair, I I thought he was just a giraffe on the pitch, and they just had had him there just for high balls. But full credit to him, he's much better footballer than I gave him credit for before today. I thought he was excellent going forward. And for a six foot six, six foot seven player, he had a bit of an attacking threat about him as well, you know, bombing down the left. So their their game plan one guys, it capitalized on disarray in the team and square pegs being played um placed in round holes. And they they've just taken advantage of it and full credit to uh, Brighton, you know, they've got what they deserve today. What about you, Dave? I mean, let's kind of talk about, you know, some of the, maybe just um, uh, some of the performances. Okay, so they, they got a goal. And, you know, I have to, it's it's a strange one for me, Dave, because I'm really angry and I get really frustrated, but I kind of understand why all this is happening, given the circumstances of all the injuries, the, the schedule and everything. I understand it, but I'm still mad. Um, but at the same time, when I'm kind of watching these games and you're getting deeply, deeply frustrated and you're seeing Liverpool just go further and further, slip away, because, you know, we, we clawed some back with those two wins. And you look at that goal and, I, you know, the biggest, I think the biggest worry was obviously Alisson not being there today. So as soon as the team comes through, and, and there had been rumours, hadn't there, throughout the day that, you know, he might not be playing. So again, whatever leaks there are, they, they haven't plugged them because, you know, fairly early on today, it was known that Alisson might not be playing. Can I just have, I have a word say, on that? Can, I, can we have yeah, a word yeah. on that? Because I think it's absolutely disgusting yeah. and immoral that somebody works for the club and leaks information. You're dishonest. You're a disgrace. And quite frankly, I, I just think it's absolutely appalling. I, I'm sorry, you, you are not a trustworthy person and you should be sacked. Yeah, I agree. I mean, well, uh, unless he's a fucking blue nose or something, you, know? <laughs> and, uh, you just think, Still? why would you do that? Still? I'm sorry, you absolutely do not do that. You don't. Yeah. No, I agree, but... One thing I'd say, I think the probably the only player that can really hold his head up tonight, I think, is Keller. I, I don't mm. think he did anything wrong. I thought he yep. did. A, a, he had a cracking save, low down to his left uh, at one point in the second half. 
Uh, when I when I saw him uh, last season, I I, I thought he, his feet looked great, but he couldn't actually save anything. Um, and he just seems to have come on leaps and bounds. So I think if I compare that to when Adrian was in goals, you know, I'm much mm. happier with seeing him at yeah. the back. And I actually thought, you know, the the two centre backs as well, you know, Henderson and, and Phillips played okay. Unfortunately, I, I think Phillips lost the ball a bit in the in the goal, you know, and completely missed it. And that that's he had some great clearances in the first half, though, didn't he? Yeah, I, I just love his. He's not like Lovren, who thinks he's much better than he is. I think Phillips knows. Uh, you know, what his limitations are. But I just love he just slams into players. He gets slammed into, but he just dusts himself off and gets back on with it. So I really like his kind of blood and thunder attitude. Again, he's not the long-term answer. We need better than that. But but I thought, again, you know, I thought he did well. What I want to highlight, you talk about performances. I thought Genie played as badly tonight as I, I think I have done in a while. Mm. But again, it comes back to that knock-on effect with the injuries. You know, the fact that we've got midfielders playing at the back, so you can't rotate as much in midfield. And the, the thing is, our midfield, pre-Tiago, always got a bit of stick for not being creative, but they used to run their bollocks off, so you had to keep rotating them. You know, yeah. so you know they're doing all that running, and then creating the uh, the space for the front three to operate in. So I think, again, I, I just honestly feel like the squad's on its knees and, and they're really suffering at the moment from a physical and, and mental fatigue. And I'm kind of trying to... I'm saying that because I, I'm trying to rationalise what yeah. I've seen for the last month. Mm. Um, but, I mean, previously, when we had a, a big, long rest... You know, that's that's probably the start of our problems. We came back and looked incredibly sluggish. So I I just hope, you know, again, we can learn from this one because the biggest thing for me right now is we don't seem to be learning. So I just hope they they can for the, at least for the next home match, because that seems to be the, the reoccurring problem now. Not... Obviously, we went unbeaten for a long time, but just not creating good quality chances. That seems to be our problem at home at the minute. One shot on target, Sam? Was it? Oh, I, I, it wasn't a good one. <laughs> 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 let's, let's be honest. Oh, Christ. It, it is, it's a graft at the moment. And you know what? I What I found recently, within five minutes of the game starting... I can tell whether we're going to be on it or not. And today, alarm bells were ringing within about 30 seconds when Brighton were pressing up on us and we were struggling to play out from the back. And I thought, ah, here we go. I I was really. That is really interesting you say that because last season, you were all like, now we're going to get two goals at injury time because of that belief. That's how we played. And yeah. they never gave up till the final whistle. Now, mm-hmm. within five minutes, the, the tempo and the tone has been set pretty early on. Yeah. I think, I think, to be fair to this team, right, they, they did a remarkable job to get up to the Palace away 7-0 match through mm. top of the league at that point. To get to that point of this season without having already crumbled with these injury problems was it was credit to the boys and credit to their 
kind of character and mental strength. But I just think the amount of knocks we've had, like again today, as you said, with the news with Alison is like, no, you know, that 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 clip of the woman when she was like finding out yeah, about the election. One. Not yeah. that, not another yeah. one. Yeah, uh, that's that's exactly how I felt. I was like, when Alison, I was like, you're joking me after Mane as well. After you know, Kate, where the hell Kate had a a great performance. Um, and then he's had a knock and, and been out for, I don't know, two months or something, it feels like. Um, Minamino's been shipped uh, off because he's too short. Yeah, but then, we, but then we've got that bench today, which is just completely uninspiring. And you just know we're not going to change anything by bringing on Divock Origi and Ole, uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain, if I could put my teeth back in. I thought you were um, going to say Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, then. I was like, what? Uh, I think I nearly called him Axlade. Um, anyway, yeah, he's he's a shadow of his former self. Yeah, with he, 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 he yeah. had an absolutely horrific knee injury. And it's mm-hmm. a big, it's such a shame because I, I think he was a cracking player for us before he had that injury. And I just think he's, you know, it's very unlikely he's going to recover to any sort of level where he's going to be good enough for this team. So we, we were bringing on two players, which actually made us worse. Um, and then. We brought on the only hope I had for changing the game, Curtis Jones, with 12 minutes left, which was just too late for me. So, um, you know, I, I get Klopp. Klopp, obviously, being a manager is a tough thing. And if the result comes your way, he'll get credit for keeping Milner on the pitch because he's got all the experience and, a, you know, a calm head and everything. And you know he's made a good decision. But when it goes the way it did go in the end, and we completely had a t- horrific performance um then then you can start picking on the decisions and and say that obviously uh we didn't make the right decisions today no we we really really didn't and dave i'm going to come to you and um because this pod is a bit of everything and I, I think we've got something from the hefty horse here and um, who put in the comments earlier on is that liverpool's like worst performance um, there's been a few. I, I don't know if it is. I I think this is just how we've been playing. I think Fulham was bad, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we we got away with the draw then, but it, it it like Sam said, I think it's just within that first five minutes, you can tell how the game's going to go. Yeah, and you know, if you look at at, at the players that were missing as well, so this is why I'm not going to give the likes of Genie too hard a time because, you know, he's constantly there, available for selection. Cater, I, I saw pictures of him today. It looks like he's the ball boy, so that's how he's making himself useful now. It, it's just, <laughs> it's frustrating that, you know, the, the guys who are on the pitch are obviously the ones that we're frustrated with, but they're there. And I just feel like, you know, we've we've been unlucky with some injuries, but we've also got a bit of a problem with some injury-prone players, and, and we need to sort that out, really. I think, ultimately, I, I think Gag said it the other week, uh, or the other game at least, that, you know, the target now is top four. The, the league has gone. Yeah. Um, and although I can say the words, I, I'm not quite going to give up, but I... The logical part of my brain is saying, yeah, top four will be success now. And and who knows, you know, we're, we're not going to play the bottom six Premier League clubs in the Champions League. So 
providing we can get some players back, you know, we seem to have been saying that for months now and it's never happened. We just lose more. Providing we can get some back, though, we can get the new lads actually playing at centre-back. We can free up our midfielders to, to go and replenish the midfield, get some energy and legs back in there. Then who knows, you know, we could go on a bit of a, a Champions League run, but we do seem to have gone back a few years because this was a big problem we had about three years ago, I think, wasn't it, where it was actually all the low-block teams and we just didn't have a clue how to break them down. We didn't. And let's talk about that because, um, Sam, I will come to you because I felt like the front three looked very much stifled today. And, you know, that was probably down to the fact that obviously the midfield wasn't linking up well. Maybe we needed the energy of Curtis Jones, you know, to link up the play. Um, Thiago was doing what he could, but he was just operating a little too deep for my liking. For me, the fullbacks as well were just not creating enough. It just didn't work, uh, you know, across the board. We we didn't get more in very good positions today. Um, we we didn't get Shaq in good positions. You know, I don't know whether it just didn't quite work with him in the front three. But um, and and for for me, no, wasn't on the red hot form that he was. No, he wasn't. He was in awful. Pre- previous games as well. But um, you know, it's no coincidence that you see the best from those players when the rest of the team is performing correctly and getting them the ball in space. You know, where where we were getting the ball to the front three when they had three defenders who were six foot four, you know, surrounding them. It was like a wall, to be fair. So it it's to do with how the team performed. And that's why, in my opinion anyway, that the front three really didn't function whatsoever today. And mm. we were rely- we were relying on more trying to pull a rabbit out of the hat today. And he nearly did a couple of times, made some space for himself. And, you know, he even missed our best chance of the entire match, probably, in the first two minutes. Yeah. Um, it was, a, I think it was Henderson played the lovely ball through. Um, he played, played some brilliant balls from the back today, to be fair to Henderson. He, he was the one trying to play the decisive ball and a few times he did get it over the top and that was a prime example. It was a perfect ball. It looked like he was onside even though McManaman seemed to think he wasn't. I think he was on and I think he was expecting the flag to go up and he just snatched at the shot and then he looked straight to the to the uh, touch judge to expect the flag up and it wasn't up. And he was like, shit, I should have probably just put that in the net and then checked. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he just, he absolutely skied it and you know, he'd have probably thought, ah, oh, don't worry, I'll get the next one. And the next one never came. So, uh, yeah, absolutely deflating result today, guys. You know, I, I don't know about you, but before the Spurs match, I really thought, ah, you know, the, the league's gone. And then when we've had those two wins back-to-back away from home, I really, and then a home game coming up straight after it, I thought, bloody hell. If we can go in and beat Brighton today, we're in against Man City then with three wins on the trot behind us. Nick a win against them and all of a sudden we're back in the mix. And then that happens today again. And it's a, it's a bit of a reality check, unfortunately. And it was too much to ask, I think, for us to go on a 10-game winning streak. When you've got these problems at the back, teams are going to capitalise in this league. And, you know, Brighton have done that job today. They absolutely have. Go on, Dave. Can I ask a question, actually? 
what was the point in us bringing this Simicast in? For I, I again, we've got injuries galore. Robertson, a bit like Genie, he's looks a bit leggy there. today. Yeah, but you can see that performance degrade, and it's like, well, you can't argue with most of our transfer strategy. I, I think, in turn, if you think back to like Julia and Benitez, there, there are always a lot of hits and misses. Whereas, you know, what Edwards and Klopp have done is generally when they, especially when they've spent money, you know, it's always works. But I look at Simicas and I just think, why are you even there? You know, just Nico Williams, you know, he's a player who I think, you know, defensively he's uh, maybe not the best, but actually going forward and just giving that team some energy. I don't know why we've not seen him just to, just to, rotate and give the players a bit of a, a breather, you know, and just keep the energy levels up, which were, well, I say they're missing, but they, they seem to have been missing for the last month. You, you know what, mate? I think that's just a kind of sign of the the drop-off in ability that we have between our first choice left and right back and, and the replacements. I just think mm-hmm. that the drop-off is so great that even with fresh legs they're not going to perform at the same level as our our two and you know that's that's credit to how bloody good our left and right back are uh, but you know just to be a bit unfair to your comment about Simicast, uh if you remember when we first got Robbo in it was about about January was it when he finally came into the team after we signed him mm-hmm. in the summer mm-hmm. and there was a certain Albi Moreno keeping him out of the side <laughs> Um, so I don't like mock Albi Moreno. Guy Drinkle will come. Guy's favorite, guy's favorite player. But yeah, you know, just just to be fair to Simicast, right? I've seen him, and I've been extremely underwhelmed by him, and I I feel like he's not good enough. But it's not not every player hits the ground running. So you know, he'll he'll have his chance at some point to show whether he's good enough for this Liverpool squad. Um, but, you know, it seems pretty unlikely that he's going to be of the same standard that, you know, Robbo and Trent are because mm-hmm. they're on they're on another level. But I'm, I'm totally with you, mate. You know, we, we need someone who can rotate with them and, and not create a massive problem with our attacking setup. And, you know, it, it is an issue. You know, there's a lot to do in the summer, I feel, but... I think with the current financial climate, I think we're going to struggle to fix everything all at once in this summer. But, you know, one do you thing think, we're going to... Do you think their lack of playing time is down to the fact that we don't have an established centre-back pairing? Because I'm not being funny, that is lambs to the slot. If you throw yeah. Williams and Chimikas in with a makeshift defence and it goes horribly wrong, which it would yeah. do... Yeah. Well, yeah, look at our our back three, if I include the goalkeeper. You know, mm. Kel, Kelleher, Nat Phillips and Henderson. You know, go back three months or just before the, the Van Dyke injury. Who would have ever predicted we'd be in this position right now? It's It's unprecedented and it's unprecedented with the whole COVID situation. It's unprecedented with zero fans in the crowd. It's just an absolute shit cocktail that we have had to drink this season, unfortunately. And it's it left us with, you know, it would have taken something incredible 
to make this team drop off the amount that we have this season. And it is the perfect storm of of injuries and COVID and no fans and, and just, you know, lack of form all coming together at once. And and this is where we are, you know. So um it it's something we've kind of got to write off the league season to try and win it. I think it's it's we're leaving ourselves too much to do. It seems very unlikely that Man City would drop enough points, even if we did go on an incredible run now, you know. So we've got to be realistic. Mm. Uh still try and win it, obviously, but um, you know, it it's it's gonna be very difficult. So as a few of the guys have said in the chat, the, the Champions League is still there for us. Um, it, it's still a possibility. And as you, as you said, Dave, most teams will attack you. Let's just pray mm-hmm. to God that we don't get Atletico um, <laughs> Madrid again in the draw this season because they are the kings of this type of play that we're, we're struggling to, to beat at the moment. So, you know, if we can avoid them... And we can get the new centre backs bedded in and start playing the likes of Fabinho and Henderson in midfield. You know, we might have something to cheer about in the second half of the season. He yeah. is hoping. Go on. Hope Dave. so. No, I was just going to say I, I I appreciate the the drop off and and you know Trent and and uh, Robertson have just been brilliant. I think the other thing that Trent obviously gives you is. Like you say, against that team of giants, you know, he gives you a lot more height than Williams does. I, I just feel like if you could have rested them, Brighton were never going to come after us. They were never going to dominate possession and be on top of us. They were always going to come sit deep and try and hit us on the break. Um, I, and I, me personally, I think I'd have liked to have seen them given a rest so they're fresher for the City game where, you know, we have to be on it. We have to have our energy levels right up. So uh, let's see how Sunday goes. Uh, hopefully, you know, they can pull a performance out of the bag. Maybe we'll see um, one of the new centre-backs in there as well and get Henderson in that midfield. But, yeah, I, I think we're, we're scrabbling around for positives at the minute, aren't we? You know, you know what, Dave? I think Nino has made a good shout there with... You know, if, for example, we had Van Dijk, Gomez and Alisson playing regularly at the moment, then now and again, we would perhaps put in Nico Williams instead of Trent mm-hmm. to give him a rest, but have Robbo yeah. in and then vice versa. You know, Simicas play the odd game instead of Robbo just to t- kind of rotate and keep those boys fresh and firing. But, you know, with the, the problems we're in at the moment, we're desperate for experience at the back. And you know, if you if you change the left to right back on top of the nightmare we're having, it's it's a recipe for disaster. And we we might have done a Southampton today. So uh, <laughs> I think um, <laughs> there yeah. we go. We didn't get beat nine nil. So there's the positive. <laughs> I don't there know whether pos- we can quite call that positive. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that's another kick in the bollocks, isn't it? After that happened yesterday, they've had that. 9-0 win, and then we've done this the day after. It's like a double whammy. It, 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 there's so many ups and downs so far this season, and I'm convinced there's going to be a hell of a lot more this season. So, you know, let, let's let's try and get behind the team for the rest of the season, and you never know what could happen. But, um, yeah, it, it's going to be a bit of a slog, I'm afraid. You know what tall players don't like playing against as well? They don't like playing against little tricky players. So, again, I just think the timing is horrible for Minamino to go. You know, 
uh, criticizing his height as well. Uh, I know. I felt personally attacked by that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm only five eight, so I, I'm kind of short as well. So I, I think, yeah, he's he's the same height as when we bought him. You yeah, know he's I mean? not it's, shrunk. It's a strange one, isn't it? He's not shrunk in the wash. So. Uh, so yeah, I, I I don't think big players like playing against these little tricky players. I, th- I think he could have made a, a a bit of a difference, but in all fairness, he he probably wouldn't. I, I think they were just set up. They were very organised. They were throwing their bodies in the way. Um, I, yeah, probably wouldn't. I'm probably grasping at straws there. Oh well, you know we got to grasp at something, right? We absolutely do. I mean. Sam, I'll I'll come to you because you want to do like a Star Wars analogy, and you know, um, you know, this is a pretty awful kind of feeling and result. I feel like we've spoke about this game at least eight times between us. Um, it's been that bad. Um, if you could compare it to a really, really shit film you seen, which would it be? Are you, you really? You really want more of this content, Nina? I'm, I'm here for it. If it means That's I don't the last to, time. If it means I don't have to talk about Divo Karigi trying to cross the ball to the corner flag, yes. Bloody hell. Uh, I don't know. Armageddon? Is that what we're, we're looking at at the moment? <laughs> I, I don't know, Nina, but it's... 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 It's hard, isn't it? It is tough at the moment, and I've I've touched on this a few times on the pods that I put way too much weight on the Liverpool games to provide me happiness at the moment with uh, you know working from home and stuff. And I, you know I've got to stop doing that. You know today now I've taken the defeat a lot better than I have done recently. I think I've just kind of turned the corner with my expectations with Liverpool this season. A bit like Gags was saying the other day. You know, he's he's changed his mindset to just target top four this season and then you'll be a lot less disappointed when shit yeah. hits the fan, you know. Manager expectations. But yeah, you you almost got to and it it's it is such an unprecedented season. I'm just gonna have to accept we we have to wait until we get our best team out there. Cause Absolutely. this team this team when we've got, you know, even if it's eight out of the eleven in the team we we're doing a hell of a lot better, but we're averaging is it at least six players out every single you know, on average for the whole season. We're missing six players. That's just insane. You know, no other team is having to put up with this kind of stuff. So it, we we've been dealt poor cards this season. It's unfortunate. Um, we've just got to try and you know slog it out now and and target the competition that that we can still win, and that's the Champions League. And you know. We we won the Champions League with the likes of Jimmy Traore and and Igor Biscan uh, playing regularly. So if this team isn't a contender um, when they've won it before, you know it, that's madness. So I, we we've got to just try and be positive and just hope that these new centre backs kind of turn our fortunes a bit and make the team start functioning properly again. Don't forget Vladimir Smiter, key goal in the final there. He scored, yeah. So I'm not going to take the piss of him because that was a great goal, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Great goal. Really he was a bit of a stalwart, wasn't he? Yeah, I, I think he was a little bit underrated. And I know he fell off a cliff by the end, but uh, you know he, he he did a job for us in that uh, in that time. Anyway, I've always had a soft spot for players from Czech Republic. 
well, Paddy Berger, he was a tasty Ta- dish, wasn't he? He was, and, uh, you know... Yeah, and yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, we, you know, we've got some names, and you know, uh, in in an ideal world, a player that I would have loved to have had at Liverpool was one of my favourite players, Pavel Nedved. He was good, good yeah. hair as well, excellent, solid head of hair. Absolutely right. So you know, <laughs> uh, so they, and they had some really, really decent players, and you know what? Um, yeah, I've I've got no qualms against Vladimir Smitsha and he always made the national team. So they obviously rated him quite highly. Yeah, yeah. I always thought Riziki would uh would end up with us before he went to mm. Arsenal, but uh Yeah. Missed out on him. Yeah, we signed Berger and United signed Poboski, didn't they? Uh yeah, from that Euro ninety six, yeah. Uh... I, I, I want to say great hair. It was iconic hair, wasn't it? Yeah, them two wore the Hall- Alice bands, didn't they? They bought the Alice bands into trend. <laughs> yeah, look at us. We do not want to talk about this game. We we really don't want to talk about this game. Look where we're going, people. I mean, Dave, I'll, I'll come to you, actually, and let's kind of um, talk about um, maybe the game. You know, with um, you've, we've all pretty much decided that, you know, City look, in incredible form, you know, we've we've fallen off. Had we won today, it would have been a very, really interesting and tasty encounter against Man City, certainly if we'd won there, won as well. And I'm just kind of thinking now, um, Jurgen Klopp, what does he do now with these games? Is he going to, I don't know, maybe be a little bit more experimental? Do, do you think maybe the pressures off the players that they're not kind of defending a title? Because last year they looked solid and resilient, and I think this year they, there's a lot of them. Um, for example, like Roberto Firmino, for me, has not had a good game, and he's been very, very inconsistent. He's been inconsistent for quite a while, but other players would pick up. Like you know, Sadio Mane would have a great game. Sadio Mane is injured, and I feel like right now players are feeding off each other's negativity. So I'm sitting yeah. sat there thinking now, do you think it, that could be a combination of all the pressure of, hang on a minute, you won the league title after 30 years, you're meant to be the best team, you know, the the best team. So now they know that they can't win it. Do you think maybe some of that pressure's off? I don't think so, unfortunately. I'd, I'd love to think it was, and then the reins would be off, and then we'd we'd go and destroy teams. But... I think there's going to be a new pressure, which is getting top four. Mm. (laughs) We need to be in the Champions League. I I say we need to be. We love being in the Champions League. We want to be there. This team, you know, when everyone's fit, deserves to be in there. But, you know, if you look at it, things are very tight, you know. And I I just think City, uh, they'll probably not lose again this season. They're just going through that phase, aren't they? Where you know, I'm thinking today, Burnley, they could, you know, they could uh, hold out like they did against us. And and I said to him, mate, you watch this on the fourth minute, it'll be one nil. I was wrong. I was out by a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you fucking bastards. So for me, the league is gone now. So even if we went on an amazing run from now, it's still gone. So so I think that pressure's gone. But you look at where West Ham are, Everton are annoyingly still right there as well. Spurs and Chelsea can't continue, I don't think. Well, actually, Chelsea can't continue to be as bad as they have been. So I'm expecting a run from them. Spurs is debatable. I think they're, they're probably at the level that they should stay at now. 
Arsenal, can they continue to be as bad? So I, I think we need to just buckle down, you know, and, and make sure we get that top four. So I, I do think, though, if I look back, I still come back to that fucking Everton game. And I just think our whole season changed on that. And even though the, the results continued after that, that was when obviously we lost Van Dyke, but that massive sense of injustice that we fell over the, the Van Dyke challenge, that ridiculous goal being disallowed, you know, and I, I just I'll never be convinced on why that was offside. I, I think it's probably that and just having these just it being relentless, the amount of decisions that have gone against us. And I just think, you know, that has, has ground us down. And then so when the, the momentum's gone, because we've been running on empty a little bit, now it's it's like instead of dropping down a few percent, we, we sort of drop down 20%, you know. And I, I think we just need something um, to to inject a bit of belief into us. And, and it's not all doom and gloom because, you know, we've just had two really good results, which, you know, prior to that, we, we didn't think we'd be getting six points from those last two games. So it's just these fucking shit teams that we have trouble against. So, you know, I, I do think I've, I've come around again during this call. There is room to be, or there is cause to be optimistic because we do, we can still turn it on against the better teams, but I think it's going to be uh, a bit of a rocky road. It's going to be a bit of a roller coaster until the end of the season, and we're not going to be guaranteed of top four until you know the last few games. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna. I've got a confession to make. I googled when's the next international break because I've been really exhausted from all these games. I'm not going to lie, and um, uh, it is the 23rd of March. But the slog is this month. Basically, we're playing catch-up, aren't we, because the season started late. And then we're back to one game a week, which will be really nice for the players, really good for the coaching staff, and really good for content producers. Just going to put it out there. I also (laughs) feel like that will be a really, really good time to kind of I think right now, I think, Sam, I think scheduling and maybe buying these players in Jurgen Klopp's thinking, well, hang on a minute, when do I throw them in? Because it's training session, boom, next game. Training sessions, boom, next game. It's literally like a conveyor belt of games that we're just going through emotion constantly. And I feel like maybe when he's got a little bit more time and obviously then we get your players like the Hendersons and the Fabinhos and then they are actual viable options in midfield. And obviously, Sadio Mane is back. Jota's back as well. And, you know, these defenders are a bit more settled. They've kind of seen how we play. They kind of, you know, have had more training sessions. I feel like then we can start possibly looking like our former selves again. Because right now, we just look jaded. I feel like we, last year, we had an identity. And I feel like this season, we haven't. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate that after everything that was going wrong we 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 have been able to until recently rely on our home form to kind of bail us out mm-hmm. we went on we went on a horrific run since we won the league our away record in the premier league has been atrocious and we've then finally gone and solved the away problem by winning two tough away games back to back and then we can't 
rely on our bloody home form then. So we, we fix the away problem and then we can't buy a win at home all of a sudden when we were unbeaten for three and a half years. Like Mane had never witnessed a, a home defeat and he signed for us in like 1994. Do you know what I mean? It, it's absolutely mental how long Mane's gone without defeat at Anfield. It's, it's incredible. So... Yeah, even the thing that we've always been able to rely on, which is a home win, that's gone as well now. So that that is a big blow. And it, it's tricky as well, the timing of the bloody fixtures. We got Man City next now. It would have been nice if we could have kind of bedded in these new players. But, you know, that that's how it is. And historically, Klopp teams have done well when there are games coming thick and fast. So... That's why I was so surprised with the performance today. It it was a really strange drop off and a and a massive opportunity missed now to get ourselves back in the mix. But um, you know, for me, let let me ask you guys a question then. Would you take a draw against Man City on the weekend? Yeah. Better than losing, isn't it? <laughs> Dave? Oh, that is a tough one. Because the inner romantic in me still thinks we can beat those bastards. I, I no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take it because I think you know our backs are up, up against the wall now, and I just think we can turn it on against them. We can bring mm-hmm. back the old kind of pressing game and and you know let them have the ball, and then he you know, is right. They won't be defensive actually. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm, and that's that. Them are the teams that suit us. We are struggling, and we were struggling last season. But this season, we are struggling against low blocks again. Yeah, yeah. I I was keeping my cards close to my chest there, but I absolutely would not take a, a draw. I think it's it's a position we're in now. You know, a defeat. It's like oh, it's one less point. No, we we need to just attack it, and then worst case scenario. Um, you know, we we might end up with a draw anyway, I'm thinking. So, you know, if I was a gambling man and they give me a draw on a plate or I just see how it goes, I'm definitely seeing how it goes because we've got an excellent record against them. And sometimes it takes a big game to kind of jolt the team into a bit of form. So, yeah, for, for me, I'd, I'd just see how it goes against Man City. If we can kind of dent their confidence a bit... It's been such a crazy season. You never know, you know, if they get a bit of luck like we've had with injuries and they start losing centre-backs like Diaz has come in and been fantastic. Mm. So something like that, you, you never know. So you you can't just give up on something, but it, it seems very unlikely. When you see, have you seen the XG of the Man City game today? It's absolutely bonkers. Um, Burnley got zero XG in the first half. And they got 0.07 XG in the second half. And they were at home. And Man City were 2.28. It, oh, it's God. just just showing that Man City recently have, have built a real solidity at the back that they haven't had for a couple of seasons. You know, they we are basically doing what Man City did last season, a season after. You know, they had a Laporte injury and they ended up having to put... Um, uh, was it Fernandinho in centre back? Very similar type of thing we've had to do is put our bloody midfielders in, and and it didn't work for them, and they fell off badly, and we ran away with the league. And unfortunately, they've gone and splashed out a shitload of cash on two centre backs in the summer. 
fix their problem. And now they're flying away and we've had the reverse problem, unfortunately, land on our lap at the same time. You know, football happens in cycles sometimes. I, I have full faith in this setup that we have here. We've brought this team from nothing to the best team in the world at one point uh, over the last two seasons. So I have faith, you know, if they do have a chance and do have a bit of money available after COVID and everything, that they, you know, they will be able to put everything right. I just think it's going to be a bit of a bumpy road just before we get there. It will. I've got a question for you, you know, seeing as it's my show and you two are running away with it. You know, I thought I'd better step <laughs> up to the plate. And it kind of ties in that message because there's a bit of a chat going on in Discord. And it was actually a conversation that I had on the previous Nina Carver show with Harinda and Cam. And we were talking about, uh, I think there's big talks about Fabinho possibly being fit for Man City. And the conundrum would be, does he play centre-back or do you play him in midfield? And, you know, uh, Steve W wants to know who do you play in centre-back. I'd, I'd not run the new boys out for the first time against City. They've lost Aguero and KDB and it makes no difference. They can field with two um, first 11s. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of talk about who would you play as a centre-back pairing against Man City. I, I mean, I'm really interested to know what you guys think because I've got a theory on this. So whoever wants to go first, um, Dave, I'll come to you. So whoever wants to go first, but Dave, I'll come to you. Yeah. <laughs> you in a while. That was, that was slick. Very slick. Then, you know. The greatest host ever. <laughs> that is a really, really tough one. I think, I, I, you know, against Brighton, I, I was quite happy to see Phillips at the back because I thought, you know, he's he's going to be all right against those those sorts of teams. When you've got those runners darting past you, you know that that City are going to have. I, I don't think I'd be that comfortable with mm. having um, Phillips at the back. So then you look at well, what are our options? You know, you've got a guy coming in from the German league. Uh, well, Phillips used to play for Schalke, didn't he? We sent him out there on loan. So I just mm. think uh, I'd, I'd I'd be a bit nervous about putting him in. Davis, you know, he's more of a ball-playing centre-back. You know, he's not going to... I think that would be a massive, massive ask to ask him to step up, you know, from the Championship against what is now the best team currently in England. I, I think if Fabinho's fit, I think you've got to play him at the back. I, I think as much as I've, I've been moaning, haven't I, on this show that I want to see him in midfield... But right now, with the options that we've got, I think he's got to play at the back. And I think the only other option is is Henderson, isn't it? I, I think, you know, if we don't play the new boys, it's got to be Fabinho and Henderson. Okay, Fabinho and Henderson for you. Sam, come on then. My tactical genius. Uh, yeah, I, I'm the same as Dave with Fabinho. I think he's one that just, with current position, simply has to start at centre-back, unfortunately, just due to the, the situation we're in and we haven't got enough time to bed both of the new centre-backs in. Um, so I'd start with Fabinho, but I really want to see Henderson in midfield now, especially after today. Uh, and we're going to be home again, aren't we, against City? Mm. So, um, you know, with our current way the midfield hasn't been functioning in our home games for quite a while now, 
Um, I, I really would want to see Henderson back in midfield. I'd, I'd want to see Fabinho in midfield, but I think we just desperately need him at the, at the back. So um, I'd go for Fabinho at the back, Henderson going into midfield, and basically seeing, first of all, if Quebec is going to be um, allowed to play, I don't know whether he, he should be okay to get the clearance ready for the next game, I'd have thought. Um, and uh, Ben Davis, whoever's performing best in training, they're the ones that would get the nod. You know, Ben Davis has played against Man City in the Cup, didn't he? Was it last season or season before? Um, and he, he performed very well. And he's someone who's got a lot of pace from um, what I've been researching. So he, he might be someone that, you know, he, he's not going to have to deal, you wouldn't have thought, with Man City with the kind of the skyscrapers of uh, Brighton, you know, lots of balls up into the tall players. So it's he seems to be more of a ball-playing centre-half. And games against Man City tend to be more of a ball-playing kind of match. So um, you never know. Depends on how good he's looking in training and everything. We might have to play one of the new guys next to Fabinho, you know, just praying that Fabinho is actually fit to play himself. Mad because uh, the the conversation I had after the West Ham win, I was like, "Yeah, I would probably just stick with Hendo and Phillips." Um, I fully expect them to be exploited. Um, you know, given the fact that the way Man City are, and I would use Fabinho as a shield. Yeah, I, before you said that. And when Sam was saying about getting Henderson in midfield and keeping Fabinho back, I, I, I still think you need that last line of defence to be pretty good. And then because Fabinho you know that Hoiberg, that Hoiberg goal, I reckon if Fabinho's in midfield, he blocks that. That's yeah. that's that's Fabinho's territory right there. I also feel like with Henderson as well, we were holding like a higher line, mm-hmm. and and he and that instantly makes us kind of be a bit more rapid on the counter and you know the quick transition of the ball so for me that for me that would make more sense and then have Fabinho just sit in front of them one thing I will say to everyone um regardless is just manage your expectations whatever the combination is going to be this team will concede a goal or many goals we might lose horribly it's it's on the cards given the fact that the way we're playing right now and obviously with all the injuries but whatever happens, just be a bit, I don't know, be a bit mindful, be a bit forgiving. Well, we'll definitely these aren't normal circumstances. Won't we? We, hey? we would absolutely see a better performance than today. So yeah, even if we lose, true. we'll we'll have played okay. Our if... attackers will look instantly better. They'll be playing midfield. Yeah. And and I saw Giotto's, you know, had some videos of him doing training, some light yeah. training. So, you know, he's going to be coming back soon. I think, honestly, I think Bobby has been pretty poor for about 80% of the games this year. And, and he's been fantastic. There's no middle ground with Bobby. I know he presses like a machine every time. But, you know, I, I think Giotto coming back, you know, is so bloody cruel you know the form that he'd he'd come in with so yeah so that's a good thing as well i I think yeah and not, not to forget uh kate has been doing his um training drills by carrying 20 footballs at the same time 
Um, <laughs> he's our which fucking. Is, which he's is the his new most expensive ball boy, isn't he? <laughs> oh, that if people don't know, there's a photo doing the rounds of. I think did Liverpool actually post that? Um, I think it was an official photograph. Yeah, yeah, yeah of of him just carrying the balls. Uh, I was like, oh, he's running training now, is he? He's not actually playing anymore. So I, I, did, I didn't think the play... That's like, you know, Roger Federer going to fetch the ball when it's past him in, in Wimbledon, you know what I mean? You just didn't think the players would get involved with uh, bringing the balls back in after training. So I don't know what's have you, going do you, on. Have you guys seen Ted Lasso? Yeah, it's oh, fantastic. It. It's brilliant. Um, he's basically our Nate. Yeah. Oh, Nate. <laughs> he is, yeah. He's turning into Nate. <laughs> oh, that is... That is a great way, call. That is a great shout. It is a very uplifting show, by the way. So if you guys are very down at the moment and love your football, um, that that show is is just a breath of fresh air. It it's fantastic. Yeah. Such so full of positivity. And yeah. It's lovely. It's funny. Um, so if you're having a bit of a shitty time, I'd, I'd highly recommend you get on Ted Lasso. It's, it's a very yeah, good yeah. show, very funny. Yeah. It's got so much heart in it as well. I, yeah. I went into it thinking it was just going to be funny and a bit silly, but there's so much heart in there as well. I think I think once we're done here, I might actually go and watch start the season again. <laughs> yeah. I might I might follow suit, you know. I might follow suit. So at the moment, I mean, like, uh, we're, we're going to close up this pod pretty soon. At the moment, I'm watching Queen's Gambit. And um, have you guys seen it? Yeah. I've got the last episode to watch. It's an amazing series. It's it's brilliant. And you know who she reminds me of? If she was a football coach, Pep Guardiola. Okay. Do you want to elaborate on that? Hold on. Let me get my popcorn. (laughs) Uh, Let me get myself comfortable here. Go on. Explain that one. Okay. She is Pep Guardiola because she is... um, Bald. No, I'm talking about mannerisms. Oh. Like she's okay. like overstudies her game, overanalyzes, um, ah. takes it really, really seriously. She's a bit, I'd say, compulsive about it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. She's more, she's more Rafa Benitez, I think. You know, very much attention <laughs> to detail, but she doesn't really let her emotions get the best of her. Whereas Pep, you know, he's. He, can't let she his does emotions. She is volatile. She is volatile. She has made some oh, moves Dave. and. You, you should. Uh, Dave, the ending, mate, you won't believe this bit, right? With. Uh... No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> we, spared, we spared you on Mandalorian, you little shit. I've got, two, I've got two episodes to go as well. So, Dave, I, I don't know the ending as well. But to me, she just reminds me of. Um, you know, when, when she watched the game and somebody told her that, oh, in one of her games that she should have done something and she went back and she goes, oh my God, how did I not see that? I could have got beat. And her mum was like, but you didn't get beat. But she goes, I could have got beat. You know, like, she just mm. reminds me of Pep Guardiola. She really does. And she's terrified of the Liverpool front three as well. So, um, yeah, there's yeah. Another, <laughs> another thing in common. There you go, did people. You guys, did you guys see... Um... Uh, Sean Dyche's press conference. Yeah, yeah, the lookalikes. That, the, the lookalikes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have a game of lookalikes. This guy looks like up. Again, All right, go on. Just cheer who, yourself up. Who have you been told you look like? Go on. Oh, me? Uh, yeah. So so I used to get, when, when I was like early 20s, it was uh, around the time of Biker Grove. And uh, I used to get told I looked like um, Duncan. 
You know, like PJ and Duncan. Oh, Rumble. Anton is Deck. that? Is that still... Declan Deck? Is it? Is that Deck? Yeah, yeah. Deck. I had the nineties curtains and everything, so uh, that used to be mine. Okay. What about <laughs> you, Sam? Mine, mine always was JD from Scrubs. Um, <laughs> I used to get that all the yeah. time, but I, I know. I've now got a shaved head, so I'll, I'll post a photo actually uh, that I put up on social media a couple of years ago of me kind of copying one of his poses because I had someone in Tesco just stopping me and going, oh, you must get this all the time. I'm like, oh, what's she going to say now? And it was, yeah, it was a JD from Scrubs shout. So, yeah, uh, that that bloody Dice interview was a breath of fresh air, though, wasn't it? I think it goes right. to show everyone's losing the plot a little bit at the moment because <laughs> uh, I can't see that interview ever happening pre-COVID before everyone's completely lost their minds and and lost, you know, the social interaction that we're all having a lot of the time. And he just completely bombed out the interview and decided to talk about Lucky Likeys instead. Well, uh, well, with, I'm, I, it listen, it's, it's not over till a manager walks in with freshly baked banana bread. Is that is that the next step? That's the next step. I, I made this for you. <laughs> I think it was the the Jerno that that kind of kicked it off though, but by saying you know he looked like Mick Hucknall. Yeah, yeah, but he just picked any ginger bloke, didn't he? That's yeah. all he did there. That's all he did. He went, all right, fair enough, ginger. Yeah, okay. McHucknell, that'll do. I've been told I look like Chris Evans as well. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. They've just picked <laughs> the, the hair colour and that's that's all they've gone with. Fizz off uh, Coronation Street. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. He, he, he's the absolute spit, yeah. Absolutely right, guys. I think we've come to the end of this podcast. Um, massive thank you to you guys. Uh, anything you want to get off your chest and where can people find you and, uh, you know, plug some of your work? Sam, I will come to you first on this one. Um, yeah, a bit of positivity uh, to end the pod. We've now, we've got 40 points, which we now know is that we are in the Premier League next season. So that's Hurrah! something to celebrate. We're on 40, so we've made that special, special number. Um, secondly, Nina, you've made the correct decision by completely bombing out the man of the match for the for the ma- for the day. And we're not even going to bother going down that route today. I think that's probably wise. Uh, and if you want to follow me on Twitter, my Twitter handle is at Sambo Evans. I'll put that mad JD comparison photo up now for you. Yeah. And Kevin Friend looks like a moomin. Uh, I, I can't unsee that now, by the way. I really can't. He, do, he really it, does. It's the long eyelashes, I kid you not. And, yeah, um, uh, and what about you, Dave? Um, anything to get off your chest? And where can people find you on Twitter? And please plug your work. Well, I think I will give a man of the match. I'm going to say Keller. For me, he's the only one. I, I don't think he did anything wrong in the whole match, mm-hmm. which puts him out on his own. So... I think the young lad can can feel proud of himself again. Um, so you can get myself so on Raging Base UK on Twitter. Um, you can also listen to me over at Comics in Motion. We've got a movie review coming out tomorrow. So we did a, a, a bit of a different one. We did A History of Violence with Viggo Mortensen. It's actually a Ooh. great movie, a bit of an untapped one. So... So that was good. Uh, or at the VHS Strikes Back, so we review old kind of retro movies there. 
Nice. Um, so do give um, both of these guys a follow and um, do check out their work and, you know, keep keep supporting these lads because they're awesome. They, they come on after any result. On my part, there's just so much great content. I mean, if you just want to kind of forget about all this, maybe focus on the content on AI Pro with all the signings. Um, but first listen to this show, obviously. Well, you have listened to it because you've got this far. Um, but yeah, there's going to be some great content and hopefully we've got all the stuff built, the build up to all the Man City stuff as well. So watch this space, keep your ears open and um, try to stay positive. I will catch you post Man City till next time. Take care, look after yourselves and up the reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.